fired up. She'll let you know why. Because of Jesus. <laughs> is there any other reason? No. Well, that is so loud, hey? <laughs> okay. You know what? <laughs> Can we do something? Can we stand? Because, guys, it is Resurrection Sunday. A few of you got it. It is Resurrection Sunday. Come on, Jesus. We give you all glory and honor and praise in this house. We're going to stand to pray. I just want to pray. Jesus, we thank you. We glorify you. We give you all praise and honor. You are the name above all names. You are King of kings and Lord of lords. We worship you this morning. Thank you, Jesus. No matter what we do, it could never be enough, Lord God. And you don't even ask for anything in return. You just give. We praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, thank you, Jesus. Yeah, I had to start with that. I mean, I know we worshipped. I know that. But is there, like, it's what we were created for. It's literally what we were put here to do. Hmm, Romans 8 says that all creation eagerly awaits the revealing of the sons of God. It is our very nature and identity to worship him, to glorify him. I am, um, yeah, worship team, actually, could I get somebody um, playing? Like, if, even if it's like in five minutes, that would be great. Um, because it's not going to be very long. Um, I just want to worship Jesus. This week I went to a conference. Uh, I guess you could call it a conference, like an activation school. But uh, we... We just filled up with the Holy Spirit and then on Good Friday we went out outreaching. Um, who's ever done like cold outreach here before, like gone out on the street? Yeah, cool. So it can be full on at times, but God completely lifted um, fear off me. So for the first time this week, I open air preached the gospel. I got up in a cafe and everybody stared at me. And I said, hello, everybody. It's, I have good news for you today on Good Friday. Jesus died for your sins, and now he has been raised to life. He set me free, and he can do the same for you. And I preached for about five minutes, and people walked away. People shook their head. People laughed at me. Don't think the owners were too pleased. <laughs> But Jesus is Lord, and I will glorify his name. And I actually felt God tell me to do that, to just continue to lift off fear. Because it's amazing what happens when you step out in boldness. It lifts off fear. Every time you confront fear, it breaks off a little bit of your life. Every time you confront it head on, it breaks off a little bit in your life. And so that wasn't the only time. 
I actually led four, four, five people to the Lord that day. I led four guys, these four tradies. They looked to be of like Indonesian background. And one of the guys had just open air preached. He'd just given them the gospel and I could tell one guy was getting wrecked. So I went up to him and I said, hey, what do you think about what he's saying? And he said, that's the truth. That's true. And I said, yes, it is. And I continued to speak to him about Jesus. And he, I could tell that his heart was just getting touched. And he called his four friends over. Sorry, his three friends over. He called them over. He said, you have to listen to what she's saying. And so I gave them the gospel too. And then I said, guys, today is the day. Do you want to receive Jesus today? And they're all looking at me like, yes. And I was like, oh my goodness, thank you, Lord. And I'm looking around and nobody's there to help me. I just had to do it. And I was like, all right. I was like, put out your hands. So they all, these four like burly guys, like, you know, tradies put out their hands. They actually held hands. It was the cutest things. They held hands and they repeated the sinner's prayer and they invited Jesus into their life for the first time. And I was like, what? <laughs> so good and then I said to them I said do you have any pain in your body and all of them had pain in their body so I began to pray for them for healing and all of them felt the power of God go through them and I was like what is happening here <laughs> this is all Jesus I did not do that that is all him I can't do that that is all him so that's the four guys. Then I walk into a shop and I had just been to Kurong. I was in Sunshine Coast and there's a Kurong up there. Just been to Kurong and I was holding a bunch of books because they didn't have bags. So I'm holding the books and I put down the books and on top of the pile was a Bible I had just bought for my son. And the guy at the counter saw it and he goes, Adventure Bible, that sounds like a good Bible to read. And I was like, oh, you're about to get the gospel. And so I just said to him, every Bible is good to read. Have you read it before? And he said, no. And I said, and I just spoke to him about Jesus. I spoke to him about the testimony of my life. And he was getting wrecked. And I said to him, do you want to receive Jesus today? And he's like, yes, I believe it all to be true. I was like, I didn't have to do anything. Literally did not have to do anything. And he received Jesus that day. My girlfriend walks in after me. She had she'd just seen that this guy had been getting wrecked by Jesus. And on his wall was written, may the creator, this is crazy, may the creator of the universe, um, According to his glorious riches, uh, give you everything more than you can ask. You know, Ephesians 3.20 was written on his wall, but it said, may the creator of the universe. And I said, and Esther, my friend said, what's that about? And he said, oh, a lady, she's a spiritualist. She came in and wrote that on the wall. And I was like, let me tell you, there is only one God. His name is Jesus. And I said, and that scripture is in the Bible. So I open up Max's Max's Bible and I show him where it is in the scriptures and he said what do you think of spiritual healing and I said there's only one God everything else is a lie you serve him and him alone and I told him to go to a church and honestly it was the most incredible encounter and I thought thank you Jesus I want to tell you guys that the harvest is ripe the harvest is ripe and there is no better time than Easter to preach the word because people's ears are open to hear what he has to, what, who he is. They want to hear, they want to know who Jesus is. Not all of them. I had one lady, I just went to, up to her and I said, Jesus loves you. And she said, no. 
I do not want to hear anything about that. And I thought, okay. I said, all right, no worries. I just tried to come down here and have a peaceful time at the beach. And I was like, Jesus is peace. She's like, no more. I don't want to talk about it. I was like, okay, backed right off. I think there was about 10 rejections for those five people, but it was worth it. Every rejection just pushed me harder. And then God gave me those, then God just opened the ears of those five and they received him. And I thought, how good is that? It was so worth it. But this morning, I just really want to share on the finished, finished work of Christ. It is finished. I think it's pronounced like this, tetelestai. It is finished. Did Dad already speak about this? Okay. Tetelestai. It is finished. And it's not just, oh, it's done. Like, it is literally, the debt has been paid. This is what it really means. The battle has been won. It is all done and cancelled out. See, the truth of the gospel is we all had a debt that we could not pay. So imagine this. I have a $100,000 debt. I can't pay it. And it actually the crushing weight of this debt is, is pushing me further down. And the harder I work, the harder it is to pay off. And then Jesus comes and he says, I will pay her debt. And I say, okay, I'll work for you. I'll do anything you want to do. No. It's done. It is finished. It is paid. It is covered. And it doesn't end there, church. Because when he rose, we had access to resurrection life. We had access to dunamis power. We had access to boldness. We had access to the Holy Spirit because Jesus said, I can no longer stay here. I go so that the Holy Spirit, the helper, can come, the spirit of truth, and he will live in you. There is so much more to the gospel than just Jesus dying and he covered our sins. There is so much more to your life than that. We say, well, I was blind, but now I see. But sometimes we live blind. We say, I was lost, but now I'm found. Sometimes we live lost. Church, it's time for a great awakening. It's time that we open our eyes and see all that Jesus did for us and live like we know it. Live in resurrection life. The title of my sermon this morning, which I probably won't even get to, was Welcome to the Sainthood. And every ounce of religion just got swept out of that door. You're saints, church. Oh, Jesus. I want to see every believer come into the full restoration of their sainthood. I'm a saint saved by grace. I was a sinner, I'm now a saint. I was a slave, I'm now a son. I'm a co-heir with Christ. Jesus, come on, let's worship him for just a second. Jesus, we worship you, we give you all glory. Jesus, come on, he's good. 
We praise you, Jesus. The word says that there was a mystery for so, so long, over the ages, over time. And in the New Testament, the mystery is revealed. Let me tell you the mystery. Christ in you, the hope of glory. That is the mystery, that the anointed one lives in you. Oh, oh Jesus, come on. You know, actually, <laughs> the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And actually, right now, God's highlighting to me some people. So I'm going to prophesy. Is that okay? Thank you, Jesus. I know this was supposed to be a pleasant Easter Sunday service. You came to hear the message of the gospel. And you, I've, I'm, I, I love to talk about the resurrection, but I want to live the resurrection. That's what I want to do. I want to encounter God. I don't want to just talk to Him. Shiara, thank you, Jesus. Yeah, he's just highlighting some people to me. Thank you, Lord. Give me a second. Yeah, that's what it says. It says, I'm going to get it, John. <laughs> John 7, 38. On the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out. I actually want to stop there. Jesus stood and cried out. We, we believe Jesus to be mostly passive, and he was a gentle, nurturing, loving soul, gracious. But he was also powerful, yeah? So Jesus cried out saying, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. The truth is the world is thirsty, they may not know it yet, but that is the truth of the gospel. They are thirsty for Jesus. And he says, if anyone thirsts, come and let them drink from me. Let them drink from me. He who believes in me, as the scripture said, now this is for you, this part, ready? He who believes, who believes in this place? Who is a believer in here? He who believes in me, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Rivers. Oh, can I tell you that I can't do the things that I do on my own, in my own strengths. It is literally because I am filled up to overflow. It's because I draw from the well of life out of my heart flow rivers of living water. That's true about all of us, not me, not just me. This is true about all of us. He who believes, he who believes. I'm going to share some scripture quickly. Jesus, 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 Jesus. One of my favorite scriptures, Colossians 2, says, 11, huh? Colossians 2, 11. They told me, Bianca, can you give us warning for the Bible verses? I said, I don't know what Bible verses I'm going to use. Here we go. <laughs> In him, you were also circumcised with a circumcision made without hands by, by putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, buried with him in baptism. 
baptism, in which you were also raised with him through faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead. Old things passed away. New things have come. You have been raised with Christ. Raised with him. And you, being dead in your trespasses, he has made alive together with him. Alive together. I want to be alive. I want to be alive. Alive together with him. Having forgiven you all trespasses. Jesus, having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against you. This was like your handwriting of requirements. These are all the things that you needed to do. And he says, I wiped that clean. The slate has wiped clean. Having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us. And he has taken it out of the way. He has taken it out of the way. I don't know, there might have been some of you here who've come in this morning and thought, I might burst into flames if I go to church. And I want to tell you that's not true. He has cleared the way. He has cleared the way. We can boldly come now to the throne room room of grace and obtain mercy and grace in our time of need. We can boldly come. Jesus says he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. Having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. I want you to all say this, public spectacle. spectacle. See, the cross was shameful. I want to tell you something. Our king on a cross having done nothing wrong but wearing the weight of our sin. The cross was a place that was shame and it says in Hebrews 12 that he despised its shame and for the joy set before him he looked and he saw that we would be lost sons and daughters who would be able to return to him and he kept going. He disarmed all principalities and powers. He made a public spectacle of them. He was the spectacle at the time, but he turned the tables and he made a public spectacle of them. Everything in your life has been disarmed by Jesus. That is the truth of the Word of God. Thank you, Lord, for who you are, Jesus. He covered it all, church. He covered it all and he made you brand new. He made you brand new. And then he gives us something, right? So as if that wasn't gift enough, this is what it says in Corinthians. It says that, Now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Christ Jesus and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses against them. And has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. 
He didn't just save you, deliver you, heal you, clear the, clear the handwriting, disarm principalities, but then he goes, I'm going to give you something. Probably the most beautiful thing that you will ever hold in your hands. I give you now the ministry. The ministry of reconciliation. So that now we can see lost sons and daughters return to their father in heaven. It's our job. He gifted it to us. He said, I see you as worthy to hold this ministry. I see you as worthy to hold this ministry. You know, it says in Ephesians that the church will make known to the principalities and powers of this world the manifold wisdom of God. That means that it's our job as the church to display display God, not just to each other, but to principalities and powers, to angels and demons. That's hardcore, but it's good. It's good. It's truth. This word is alive. It's so alive in me, church. It is so alive. This is living and active. It has a pulse. It literally has a pulse. You can read it and it will be life to your bones. It is the bread of life. Get in the Word, church. Do you know why? Because it helps you to renew your mind. It is the very Word of God. It breathes truth and life into you as you read it. Smith Wigglesworth said, I read, first, read the Word of God. Second, consume the Word of God. Third, consume the Word of God until it consumes you. Oh, I want his word to consume me. I want his word to consume me. Even more so. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. Thank you, Lord. He's such a good, good God. He's such a good father that he sent his son, Jesus, to die. For God so loved the world. It actually says that he still loved us while we were enemies of him. He still loved us when we were dead in sin. He still loved us in our brokenness. For God so loved the world, the world that had turned its back away from him. Oh, have you ever meditated on John 3:16? It's gold that he gave freely. Freely his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Everlasting life with Christ Jesus. Access to the throne room. Jesus, access to the throne room of grace only by his grace. There's nothing we can do or need to do. Only by his grace I want a grace-led life. Our church is living grace, and that's what it means to live by the grace of God. When it, it, when it leads you, it changes everything. It changes everything, church. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, I'm going to call a few people up. Can we stand, church? Who wants to encounter resurrection life? Who wants to live 
resurrection life. I want it to be a daily walk. You know, the normal Christian life is being sons and daughters and vessels of the Most High. That's normal. That's the normal Christian life. This is the normal Christian life. My shirt, which I love, it says, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers. I'm going to change that to cleanse corona. Cleanse corona, raise the dead, cast out demons, is the normal Christian life. It's normal. It's so normal in the kingdom of God. How do you live like that? Will you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior? You let the Holy Spirit come in and fill you afresh. And you walk led by the Spirit, no longer the flesh. No longer led by your will, but God's will. What a place to be in, I'm telling you, church. Walking in the will of God. There is nothing like it. Nothing like walking in the will of God. God has revealed so much to me by walking in His will. I'm so overwhelmed. I told you guys last time about the treasure hunt I'm on. I'm so overwhelmed by the treasures that I find along the way. He's a good father. Jesus, thank you. Esty, can I pray for you? Yeah, come out. Can somebody stand with her too, please, and pray? So, yeah. Esty, I had a dream of you last night. <laughs> and it was so beautiful. Esty, I saw you holding a torch, like an Olympic torch, and it was on fire, and it was like flaming, and you were running to the nations. And I see you as a revivalist, and God sees you as a revivalist, but you are carrying the torch for your family. You are carrying the torch for your generations. You are carrying the torch for the people that will come behind you. You are carrying to the torch for your unsaved family, any unsaved family. You are carrying the torch, Esty. And God would say that you're a woman of valor. God would say that you're a woman of honor and God would say that you are now holding a sword that he has gifted you to disarm principalities with him by your side and he has set you a light for the things of the kingdom and you are a revivalist and you will declare the works of the Lord Jesus Jesus, we just bless her right now. Lord God, we just say yes, Lord, to everything you want for her life, Lord God. She is hungry, Lord. Fill her right now, Lord God. I pray that she would be baptized in fire in the name of Jesus. Ooh, fill her afresh. Oh, he's filling you. Jesus, come on. Oh, you are so beautiful. Oh, my goodness. Oh, he sees you as beloved. He sees you as the very fire of God. Shara. Yes, Jesus, come on. Oh, how good is he? Thank you, Jesus. All right, where's Matt? Matt, I want to pray for you. Where did he go? He was sitting in that back corner. Oh, somebody else on the, somebody else on the back. Arashakarama. Yeah, it got Pentecostal real quick. <laughs> Can somebody stand with him? Thank you, Jesus. The Lord would say 
that you have a heart of purity and a heart of gold. Jesus, the Lord would say that he is so proud of you. The Lord would say that there is so much in you that is coming out right now in this next season, that God has equipped you and ordained you for this next season. He's equipped you to lead revival. He's equipped you to lead the saints. I see you walking in a new fire in this season. I see you walking in a new authority that he would call you, that he would call you his mighty man who will lead many to salvation. He would call you his mighty man who would lead many into the fire and the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I see you baptizing people in the water. I see you baptizing people at the beaches. I see people being drawn to your life. I see you being a man saturated with the glory of God. I see you as an anointed one in him, in Christ Jesus. More Lord, more Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for all that you're doing with him. Anoint him afresh right now. I see him pouring fresh oil over you, man. I see him. You're a man of his presence. And you will bring people into that very presence. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Come on. Anna and Rod, I want to pray for you. Hey guys, this is just Resurrection Life. Don't look so alarmed. This is good stuff. He's commissioning. He's pouring out his fire and his glory. Thank you, Lord. Oh, oh God's heart for you guys. Oh my gosh. I actually love you both. Like I love you and God loves you. And I see you guys leading the charge of family into this next revival. I see you walking. I see not just your children, but many children walking with your family. I see you walking many into the kingdom. I see such an anointing for your life for evangelism. I see such an anointing in your life for the glory of God. I see such a kindness and a gentleness in your heart. That you will be that you will be able to share with the world around you. I see you actually reaching the poor and the destitute. I see you reaching the people. I see you reaching people who are like, you know, the, um, the hungry. I see you reaching. I see you guys walking in pure, undefiled religion that is to help the widows and the orphans. I see you leading a charge of family. You guys are going to be on the front lines. The front, there is no more background for you. This is time for the front lines. It is, I see you armed right now. I see a picture of you fully armed with the full armor of God walking the front lines and leading the the charge for this revival. So Lord, I pray that you would bless them.